0: Hey, it's me, Lisa P, and welcome to It's Called Life, where I deep dive into topics like motherhood, relationships, womanhood, society, and culture, and all the other crazy things that make up this thing we call life. And today I wanna talk about something that nobody prepared me for, and that is the transition from husband and wife, or partner and partner, to mom and dad, or parents because everybody prepares you for what having a newborn is going to look like as far as taking care of that child, diapers, breastfeeding, although they really don't prepare you enough for any of it. But something people don't take into consideration is how much having a child affects and changes your relationship. We have premarital counseling, but we don't have pre-baby counseling, and I think that's a mistake. Because getting married is a shift, absolutely, but it's a shift that happens between two individual people with their own needs, wants, and baggage. But when you bring a baby into the mix, you also take on a completely different role. Your identities literally shift at the same time together and in very different ways. When my husband and I had our first baby, it was the first time that our relationship was not equal. And that's no fault of my husband's. It comes down to simple biology. I had to birth a baby and recover from that. And physically, I don't know if you're ever really prepared for what recovery from childbirth actually is like. You may think to yourself, oh, yeah, you'll bleed for a little bit. The doctors are like, oh, yeah, you'll bleed for like a week or two. And you think, oh, I've had a period. That sounds fine. It's completely different. Because nobody explains the whole kit and caboodle you have to lug to the bathroom or have set up for you in order for you to just take a simple pee. You have stitches, and if you have a C-section, you have very limited mobility for another couple weeks. And while you're recovering from this very physically demanding episode, you have a whole new identity as mommy and a tiny, helpless human being to take care of. And of course, dad is there too, but I've got to tell you, it's still not equal. And this may be an issue that's alleviated in same-sex couples, but if you have a person who has birthed the child, who lives in that home, the baby wants that person. Their scent, their rhythm of their heartbeat, it's all a familiar comfort place for the new baby. And certain newborns don't want anything to do with the other parent for a while because the world is scary and their only comfort place is that human that they're used to. I read something really sweet, actually, that says that babies don't realize that their bodies are separate entities from their mothers for like a couple of months, which explains the entire newborn experience for me. So when we had our first baby, I looked up thinking like, okay, well we're gonna do this newborn thing together. We're gonna, you know, mom and dad, 50, 50, totally equal. And it's just not. I was physically a wreck, um, bleeding, diaper wearing, leaking, figuring out how to breastfeed, which was also very emotional and difficult. And I don't know about you, but like hurt like hell for the first two weeks. I know everybody says breastfeeding's not actually supposed to hurt if the latch is right, but that just means I like white-knuckled it through a bad latch until it just stopped hurting, but then just continued breastfeeding cuz my nipples didn't feel anything ever again. And for my husband's credit, he stepped up where he could and how he could. He didn't really know how to support me as a postpartum mom. That came with our other children and some more experience. But he got up every time that baby woke up in the night to change the diaper and then hand me the baby so I could nurse. We were really suffering together, but suffering we were. And finding that balance of being the support parent to the primary parent, is really, really important. And I think this is where a lot of struggle inside the relationship can come from when that balance is never readjusted. Especially as first time moms, we don't really know how to ask. We don't know how to advocate for ourselves. We don't even really know what to ask for. Everyone's sleep deprived. You're hormonal, you're breastfeeding. Like, There's so much going on internally that you couldn't tell somebody what you needed even if they asked. Which is why midwives, sisters, aunties, moms, grandmas, women community is so important or has been so important for previous generations and throughout the history of childbirth. Because another woman, especially another woman who has had a baby or another parent who's had a baby in our modern world, would just know how to support that birthing person. And we've lost that, right? We've lost this female community that supports a new mom so now all of us are lugging our babies home with a freaking man unless you're in a same sex partnership in which case you're just going home with your partner and it's probably more 50 50 from the beginning but us in hetero relationships us women with husbands we have a learning curve those men have to figure out how to not only support us but also how to care for the baby And that shift in responsibility, that shift in expectation, can all lead to like weird marriage stuff. I always joke and say that I love my husband, he's my favorite person, but I never hate him more than within the first three months of having a new baby. And that was super maxed out with the first one. Like I knew I loved this man, but I also hated his guts. Mostly because his nipples were useless and his body wasn't a wreck and he just got to like have this baby. And I just felt that that was deeply unfair. Like, oh, you get to be a parent, but you didn't have to do anything with your genitals. Like this is, this is crap. This, this is just absolute crap. But then also just the resentment of being the primary parent from the jump, the person who that baby wants more than the other one means that I got the screaming, crying baby to soothe. I would say nine times out of 10, maybe even more, maybe like 9.5 times out of 10. And I didn't know what I was doing. I had never held a baby before, before I had my own, and they just let me leave the hospital with her. I had never changed a diaper. So here I was learning on the job, and I have my husband, who is just in perfect physical condition, other than just a little bit of exhaustion, which we all have, looking at me like I'm supposed to know what I'm doing. I'm supposed to know how to calm this baby. I'm supposed to know how to make her sleep, or if she has a tummy ache, or I don't know why her poop is orange. And I knew none of that. And that is the moment that I realized that being mom is very, very, very different than being dad. And nobody warned me. Nobody told me that like, even if you have an equal relationship, even if you both do everything together and there's no hierarchy of power within your romantic relationship, when it comes to being mom and dad, it just is different when the baby's very little. Obviously, as the kid gets older, learns your husband, which I would always advocate for skin to skin in the hospital for all parents and all caretakers. But until that baby feels comfortable and safe with the other parent, it's it's a one-man deal. Luckily for me, I stopped hating my husband after around three, four months, and things progressed in a very positive manner. You know, I give him credit because I had to learn how to be mom like from day one. And he had to learn how to be dad, and a lot of being dad is supporting mom. A lot of being dad is showing up and not just expecting your female counterpart to take care of everything. It's so easy for all of us to slip into these like traditional gender roles because it's what society expects of us. Mom is mom, mom is the baby person, mom takes care of the children, and dad is just there to, oh yeah, get a paycheck. That's pretty much what we've expected men to do forever. And now in modern relationships, we're expecting a whole lot more as far as like child rearing, being an active dad, being an active participant in the home. And we're expecting that without any sort of training, really. So even good men, even good partners can stumble when it comes to bringing a baby home in expecting the female partner to be the main caretaker. And again, I'm excluding newborns from this conversation because I really do believe newborns and instincts and breastfeeding, all of that is kind of the mom's deal. But when it comes to raising children, when it comes to older babies, when it comes to toddlers, when it comes to children, that can easily be a 50-50 parenting situation. And when your marriage is dependent upon respect, equality, um, treating each other as equals, Parenting can really throw a monkey wrench into that because I think that there's a a lot of men who don't realize that the expectation is for them to step up. But even if they do know, even if you have these conversations, it's really hard to know how to do that until you're really in it. Because every person who has had a baby wants to be supported slightly differently. Everyone has different triggers. Everybody has different needs. So finding that footing and finding that balance where you are a helpful, active participant but also not stressing out the mom. And then a lot of the times you'll see these new dads running to their mother in order to be instructed on how to take care of a baby. Again, relying on the labor and the instincts of a woman to teach you how to be a dad. And don't get me started on how it feels to attempt to be overstepped by your mother-in-law at the behest of your husband with a new baby. I have not experienced that, but I have friends that have. And it is a just ticking time bomb. There's a phrase that my husband used to say when we had Lila and she was really young that would just grind my gears to no end. And this is, I think, really indicative of the shift from relationship into parents or parenthood rather. And it's the phrase, let me just. So when we had my daughter, I was a full-time stay-at-home mom. I had never done this before. As I said, I was learning on the job, and we had a particularly high-maintenance baby. She was not just happy-go-lucky all the time. In my personal opinion, she didn't like being a baby. She wanted to come out of the womb like a 40-year-old woman because each year that she gets older and more autonomous, she's just a happier person. So I was home with this like somewhat ornery baby and completely just at a loss of what to do with myself and overwhelmed and stressed. And, and my husband would come home and he would have things he wanted to do. And he had, you know, chores or projects he was interested in doing, or I don't know, whatever he thought he was going to get done. And he used to come home and say, oh yeah, um, let me just do this. And then I'll take the baby. And me holding this like 25 pound chunk in my arms would look at him and be like, um, excuse me. Like, no, 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 no. I haven't. Had a drink of water or gone to the bathroom in eleven hours. Let you just nothing, and that was a phrase that started to build resentment and animosity in our relationship because the managing of expectations, the the way to support each other as parents, especially parents in two different roles, was something that we hadn't figured out yet. You know, my husband was still under the understanding that he was at work. He's going to come home. You know, he needs his time. And he didn't really quite understand what it meant to be home with these children all day, how little time you have for yourself, how absolutely no personal space you have. And this is going to be different for you know people who work in different types of jobs. But my husband works an office job. He can sit. He can have a lunch break. He goes to the bathroom. Like sometimes he looks at stuff on his phone. Like he's not working out in the oil fields. Okay. Like this man has his personal space when he goes to work. He gets to shoot the shit with his coworkers. Like it's a very different job. So instead of letting this phrase and these habits irk me and build and build the resentment and build the frustration and build this like ooh just hate. It took some time, but I communicated how that made me feel so dismissed and my needs so unimportant. And I'm happy to say that we are now three kids in and he no longer does the let me just. Now we tag team. We both have things we need to do. We both have time we need for ourselves. We both have things we want and need to do without our children around. So we tag team. We take turns. You take this hour. I'll take this hour. That's how I'm doing this podcast right now. He's with the kids. And then I'm going to tag out, tag in, and I'll be with the kids. And he can go build or do whatever project he wants to do or just have some time by himself. This is what works for us. And it took us a while to get here, especially because... The traditional expectations of mom just always being the point person for the kids is so easy to fall into. Even by good men, good partners, it's just so important to keep these expectations fluid, to keep the communication open, to be able to readjust as needed. While When someone gets busy at work, when a kid's going through a rough time, things are constantly changing. And what you need from your partner in order to be a successful team is always going to change. And there's never a bigger change than when you bring home that first baby. So why isn't pre-baby marital counseling a thing? I have absolutely no idea. You go to classes on how to breathe during labor, how to properly push a baby out of your body. You go to breastfeeding classes and child safety courses. You do all of this preparation to bring a baby home physically. And nobody really talks about the relationship aspect, the dynamics, the marriage, because there are so many people who think a baby is the answer to fix marital problems. And I will tell you firsthand from someone who has a very successful marriage that a baby, it will do the exact opposite. Children have a way of showing you every imperfection, every flaw, every weakness in yourself and also in your relationship. And you absolutely can find yourself in parenthood you can grow as a person you can do the work you can heal yourself you can become a better person because you became a parent and you can also become a better partner because you became a parent but the opposite can absolutely also be true so if you're about to have a baby with your boyfriend with your girlfriend with your spouse i would absolutely have some talks before the baby comes before you're in that like super uncomfortable, too pregnant to even think stage, to start talking about what you see the expectations for each other being. Talk to some other people who have brought a baby home. What worked for them? What were some things that helped dissipate some resentment in those early days when one person is physically recovering from something pretty physically traumatic and the other person is able-bodied. Look at your maternity leave or parental leave with a fine tooth comb and realize how you want to use that time. If you have the opportunity, I would always recommend a postpartum doula or a nanny or a family member, someone who doesn't drive you friggin' nuts to help you. Or set up the expectations for your partner that you are going to be recovering if you are the person birthing the child um, if you are adopting a baby, the needs could just be, here, you, we're going to tag team, we're going to tag off, you do a diaper, then I do a diaper, you do a feed, then I do a feed. Make it in a way that resentment doesn't build. Make it in a way that you didn't go into this thinking you were doing this together, and then all of a sudden you find yourself doing it alone, but with your partner because even with a super helpful partner, I all of a sudden got my ass rocked when I brought that first baby home and I realized that, oh, this isn't equal and it's not going to be. And the best thing that he could do was help me so I could help the baby. Take care of me so I could take care of the baby. And then when the baby learns you, when the baby is comfortable, when the baby's a little bit older, step in and start doing feeds. Step in and start putting that baby in a baby carrier for a nap. If that baby won't nap on except on somebody's chest, get dad a baby carrier so he can take one of the naps so you can stretch your back, so you can take a nap, so you can have a hot meal. Start making it more equitable as soon as you can and start talking about what that could potentially look like before the baby gets there, because you're going to find out really quickly in those conversations what the internal expectations are for each of you, and they may not align perfectly. And getting on the same page before baby comes is a lot easier to do than after baby's already here, and you aren't sleeping, and you're just a zombie. And I don't know, maybe pre-baby counseling will become a thing. Maybe this next generation is going to realize that being able to navigate a marriage or a relationship through bringing home and raising a child together is something worth preparing for, is something worth checking in on. Because the fact that we have all this counseling before we get married, when most people are already living together, or at least have been together for long enough to like know some of those living situations, know some of the dynamics, but... We don't have anything for when two people who are individual autonomous human beings become a mom and a dad. That's bananas to me because there's no bigger shift. There's no bigger change in your life that you will go through than when you go from being an individual to when you become a parent. It's just a game changer in every single aspect. So the best you can prepare for it, the better. So thank you for joining me for this episode of It's Called Life. I'm Lisa P. and I'll see you next time.